Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You want to follow me there on Twitter? And this is uh, this is Tuesday, Toss Up Tuesday. Can we call it Toss Up Tuesday now? Since uh, it's, it's kind of the, the odd day for, for NFL, right? Because we had the showdown yesterday. We'll take a little bit of a look at uh, last night's showdown slate, look through results DB. And then, uh, you know, the teams don't even practice until Wednesday. There's not, I mean, there's not all that much to do on Tuesday. I still consider it a a review day more than anything else. Uh, And then Wednesday kind of starts the next week for NFL. Uh, But if you got any questions, anything at all, I'm tossing it up to you, right? We'll take a look at some uh, some showdown stuff. Well, um, there's a Champions League soccer. That starts this afternoon. You get, get in those streets. If you want to do something at three o'clock Eastern in the afternoon, Paramount Plus, they have a like a Golazo channel. And it's like, it's uh, six games all at once. And then typically there's a lot of action. So uh, feel free to join in for some DFS soccer. I could talk that, right? I'll, I'll be making lineups afterwards. Uh, but I, I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Edward Brown, Suki Singh, Colin Lawson, major one-on-one. Real life pitcher, Eric Hilfold, Jerome Lewis, March Mimic, Max Coach. Matt Mears, Edward Brown is there again. And uh, yeah, so give me those thummy thumbs on your way in the door. Subscribe if you're new here and hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I'm not even sure. Are there any live shows today? Yeah, the, the MLB, right? I forgot, baseball. Baseball still exists, right? So I'll have Grinders Live later tonight. Uh, crunch time for premium members. Sign up for a Roto Grinders Premium. Click on the link in the description and you'll get $10 off your first month. But yesterday, yesterday did not uh, did not go for well for me in showdown. Uh, I had I had a plenty of Marquise Brown and the captain, but uh, but no, yeah, and and a lineup. Uh, it was a split first for for it was a decent payday. So if you had that lineup, that that was pretty good. At, at one point, there was a three hundred twenty four way tie for first, and I just sit there going, I'm never making that lineup. So if that wins, it wins. Uh, the main thing that I did uh, yesterday was I played a lot of wide receiver in the in the captain, uh, whether it be Marquise Brown or Sammy Watkins for the for the Ravens, or uh, or uh, Rugs and Edwards for the Raiders because uh, Waller was going to be and Waller and Renfro were going to be more popular, and uh, and Mark and- Andrews and Tyson Williams were going to be more popular for the Ravens. So I played a lot of wide receiver uh, captain lineups. And so the Marquise Brown ones, I mean, weren't bad. I mean, I cashed some lineups, right? But uh, but still lost money on the day. I just wanted to I wanted to avoid Lamar Jackson captains because I I don't even know if you can make make a unique lineup that way. Uh, more inclined to make De- Derek Carr captains than anything else. But I just basically was avoiding Waller. Uh, I mean, I still had some. I mostly had Waller in lineups that didn't have Carr. They were both close to the same price, right? A thousand difference. So I would just play for a night, you know, just car or Waller. And then some of those lineups were just like Waller plus rugs, something like that. Waller plus uh, Kenyon Drake, you know, you, where you're not even taking the quarterback. But I had Lamar Jackson in, in all of my lineups. And you can see here, I, I bring up uh, uh, the, the Millie last night for, uh, for the showdown. And, uh, I, I I was making similar similar style lineups to a lot a lot of a lot of sharper players, right? So I mean I I I looked at that afterwards and I'm like, like I, it wasn't just me. I mean yeah, there were plenty of sharp players that did the opposite. So I'm going to play a ton of Waller, right? 
and try to get different elsewhere and play. I have some star player playing 50% lineups with Willie Sneed in it, right? Then people, obviously Josh Oliver, see across the board, he came in a 3% owned and most sharp players were over on him for like, what, 300 bucks? He almost caught, he had one, he had one target in, in the end zone. Uh, but uh, he didn't, he'd, it was, uh, it's, it's car throwing the ball. So it's not the great, greatest pass, uh, but he could have gotten there. But I mean, if you played Zay Jones instead, okay, there you go. Last play of the game, right? That was a wild game. Uh, but like Proch over here, he was on the field maybe a couple of times. Willie Sneed would, would, end zone target, right? Off his hands and it was intercepted. That could have gotten you there. But I mean, the most noticeable thing across the board was the Darren Waller, Waller ownership. You know, just 60% owned. And we have all, all, all these sharp players. RBX 88, Sammy Knoll, Wakey Wakey, FJ Bourne, JBC, Varanosaurus Rex. I mean, for the most part, under. I mean, like significantly. Ending had 1%, barely any. Right. And then a lot more David, uh, David Carr, Derek Carr, uh, than the field. He was only 55%, which is kind of low for a, for a quarterback in a game with nearly a 51 total. So I built a lot of lineups with like Marquise Brown and the captain, uh, Lamar Jackson in the flex, then like Carr plus one of the, you know, Edwards or Ruggs. And, uh, and then played like Tyson Williams and like a kicker and like Tucker. Like that, that, that was kind of like the construction that I was doing. Sometimes, you know, leaving a thousand on the table, leaving 1200 on the table, Sammy Watkins and captain, like not spending up at, and I had some Tyson William captains. A lot of times the Tyson William captains were more like the onslaught in the flex position. So Tyson Williams, Lamar Jackson, and then it's like Carr, uh, Ruggs, Waller, uh, you know, the, and someone cheap. Tylen Wallace, I don't know. No, he plays the, the 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 Ravens, but making those types of instructions. they weren't they weren't. I I did not have any unique lineups, but I also didn't have lineups that were duplicated like two hundred times. I was hand building yesterday. I built I built fifteen lineups. I had eighteen technically. I played three small field single entry three max. I cashed one of those right. But when you don't have when you don't have twenty nine point five when you don't have the highest scorer on the slate, in uh, much of your lineups, like four out of eighteen lineups, you're not gonna have a good day. You're not gonna have a good day. And the, and the winning lineup didn't have a the winning field uh, GPP lineup didn't have Lamar Jackson, right? Waller, Carr, Brown, Williams, Watkins, Renfro, boom, hundred eighty one thousand eight hundred seventy six dollars. What was it? Fourteen way tie. That's what it says here. Are you sure about that? I thought it was like a ninety-nine thousand payout or something. Still good. Still, still, still good. I, I have no problem playing a lineup like this, right? A lineup that you know, yeah, it's not unique, but it's uh, duplicated under you know for a milli, under you know 20, 25 times. I don't mind. But then we get to the next one, and it's like, oh, let's see the next. Yeah, this one was duplicated a ton. Two hundred salary remaining. Waller, Carr, Jackson, Williams, Renfro, Zay Jones. Which even though he's two point seven two percent owned, I mean, still this lineup is. You know, we could probably scroll all the way down and see tons more uniques. We see a lot of people that that won, right? The first place lineup from mostly, mostly not many entries, right? Putting the other one lineup and not playing Lamar Jackson, which is fine. I would that absolutely fine way to go. 
You could have decided to make, I could have decided to make 15 lineups like that. I chose, I chose my leverage point to be the be Waller and not Jackson. And it seems like a lot of people agree with me. So, I mean, this is, this is all you could do to look at. Obviously, once you have a large sample size of showdown contests, you could start gauging, you know, your, your, your uniqueness factor. You could start gauging things like that over the, that you're playing well over and over and over and over again, long scale periods. Because remember the whole goal in showdown is to win first. And you're probably not going to do that. You're, you're going to play 50 slates and just lose, 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 and then hopefully have a big payday. So it's not about winning every slate. Actually, it's completely the opposite. Probably lose 95% of showdown slates. Then one, bink, and then you're good, right? Over the past, what? Over the past three years or something, I've, I've, I've won three showdown slates with a fair, fairly unique, not solo, but close enough, but they were $50,000 paydays. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll bleed a little bit of money to, to get, get on average one of those a year. And then you play for that. Let's go through the, the YouTube chat. See what's going on. It's toss up Tuesday. Okay. It's gonna be a little shorter show. I got, I got, I got something at noon. I'm recording the theory of DFS podcast. If you want to subscribe there on, on iTunes. I'm doing that at noon. So we'll be out of here about 1145 or so, depending on what you got for me in the YouTube chat. Okay. It's toss up Tuesday, right? Is that a new thing now? I guess we, we, we're going to make it a new thing. Toss up Tuesday. It's I'm tossing it up to you. Jim Steele first ever showdown bink last night. Well, congratulations. Well, obviously not in the large field, but you probably made decent money in like the mini max or whatever you were in. Real King says, just so you know, we're playing lineups, not players, echoed in my head all Sunday morning. And the lineups I really paid attention salvaged my weekend. Well, it's good. That's pretty good. Okay. Like I said, if you don't get anything from me, I mean, this will be a really short show. I'll start talking about soccer if you want. We got Champions League coming up later today. You, Champions League soccer, uh, DFS, is the best and is the best sweat in all of DFS, all of DFS. It used to be eight games at a time. Now, now, now Champions League has two early games and then six, you know, two games at like 1230 Eastern and then six games. It used to be all eight at the same time. That was the best, but six at the same time. So you get six games all at the same time. Typically they're higher scoring uh, because we, we have, you know, the best teams throughout all of Europe which also includes some teams from like smaller countries that they're the best team there, but they're going to be facing, you know, Bayern Munich or, or Chelsea or, you know, a, a high end team. And sometimes these games could get out of control. Uh, and since they're playing midweek, a lot of times, you know, the, the, the shakeup and lineups, it's, it's hard to predict what the starting 11s are. So, uh, so obviously paying, obviously, you know, paying attention an hour before kickoff when they all get released at the same time. And, uh, and then deciding from there. And then at, from three to five, it's two hours sweat. It's all it is, is a two hour sweat. You get a 15 minute break right in the middle. So you get to go and go to the bathroom or something and not, nothing's happening in any of the games, pretty much, right? Some, some go a little over, right? It, 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 it's like a 10 minute period or so. Uh, and, uh, and it's just, you know, you could, you could turn on Paramount Plus and watch any of the games or, uh, uh, they have a golazo thing where they go to game to get like there's a corner kick there's a free kick there's action things going on they go game kind of like red zone 
uh, for soccer and uh, and a lot of slates. Like we'll have you know six six uh, games and there'll be like there'll be like thirty plus goals. So it'll just be your, if you look at your standings, it's uh, you know ding 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 ding. I mean like like all over the place and uh, a lot of times. Uh, the slate isn't decided until like the last five minutes, right? I mean, you look, you look, it's like, okay, I'm doing well. And then the last five minutes, there's three goals and names. And like, you go from first down to 172nd. Or you go from 172nd up to first, right? You, you never know. So if you want to join in, we, we, have, we have soccer projections here at uh, Roto Grinders. Uh, PSU fans and Fear My Turtle do that. They also have tags here to help you out on who's, who's on set pieces and things like that. They'll update the uh, projections once starting 11s come out. So what you see now is just like based on uh, just projected starting 11s. So typically it takes about, you know, like maybe 10 minutes. They, they, they bump everything and they change all the minutes and who, depending on who's in. And, uh, and then, then you, have, you have something to, to build with. Just understand if you're using projections in soccer, goals are heavily weighted into the medians. Okay, and they're the biggest events. Soccer is an event-driven sport, similar to baseball, if anything. It's a little bit a little bit better than baseball because that the players can do other things and get points here and there, right? Crosses and tackles and, and things like that. Obviously, shots that don't go in. So so the so players do have some some amount of floor depending on who they are. A lot of times you see like Avaro Morata and Romelu Lukaku have like median projection of a 14. Like they're center forwards. Like you, you ain't getting 14 unless, unless they score, unless they assist or something. Like they're just, I mean, I guess they could have a seven shot, five shot on goal game. They could. I mean, that would be heavy, heavy volume, but they don't do much else other than they're, they're in the center. They're, they're there to get the ball, you know, get, get a cross in, you know, they're going to touch the ball almost the least in the game, but they get the most high value touches that you could possibly get because they're center and close to goal. So when you see, it's like, oh, okay, these guys have good, you know, point per dollar value, right? They go, like some of these guys, you go like, uh, like uh, I mean, a lot of the forwards don't, especially at the forward position. Like some of these guys, like Yusuf Yazishki, like he takes set pieces for Lil and he's 6,000. So like, like he could get to 13, he could get to this median without a goal or an assist, right? Danny Parejo, if he starts, for Villarreal, he could get to 11 without a goal or an assist. Reese James, a defender. On typically, it's these set piece takers. We haven't, you know, Fear My Turtle has them even uh, highlighted out. Depending on who's in, obviously these the, the lineups could change, right? So like Paulo Davala is going to be the high, probably the highest owned uh, forward on the slate because he's midfield forward, and he take and he takes. Uh, depending uh, uh, depending on if Quadrado is in, he'll take half of the set pieces and most of the direct free kicks, especially now that Ronaldo is no longer on Juventus. And in the forward position, like midfielders, you could find guys that like have floors typically, have like, oh, they don't need a goal to get 10 points, right? Defenders, obviously, they don't need a goal to get 10 points. Forwards, uh, you know, you have to roster two forwards and they have the highest ceilings on the slate. So like, like for, for GPPs, you're probably, if you look at the forward position here, I'm going to go by fantasy points, look at forward. Where are we going? Look at forward. A lot of times, like 
most of the forwards that you're looking at are, are guys that like they're they're all kind of goal or busty, very goal dependent. So like when you have Dabala, wherever he went, where did he go? Should he be here? Oh shoot, okay. He's coming up as MF, right? So we see here like Dabala Depay is someone who's on, you know, most of the set pieces for Barcelona, even though they're they're an underdog against Bayern. Like guys like that, like Depay and Dabala are guys that they can get to 14 points. You know, their medians kind of without a goal as much so. They get 10 without a goal. But like guys like Murata, Lukaku, Lewandowski, even Gerard Moreno, Yilmaz, Zapata, like these center forwards. Like, yeah, in, in GPP, sure, pl play three of them, right? Because these are the guys that could get one, two, three goals in a game, more likely than other players. But from like a floor perspective, you want to make a lineup, even in GPP, that has a nice combination of floor and ceiling. So in GPP, you're leaning towards the ceiling side, but you still you still want some floor. In cash games, you're kind of doing the opposite. You lean more towards the floor. You lean, you'd be leaning more towards, you know, playing guys like Rosalind Malinowski for Atalanta or, or uh, a Parejo or Maximilian Arnold or Joshua Kimmich, right? Kimmich at 7,500 midfield only. A lot of times he was uh, defender eligible and he'd be fine there. But uh, they're playing at, at, uh, at Barcelona, which is not easy to play. But Barcelona is not the same Barcelona. They were Messi isn't there anymore. So uh, uh, playing 7,500 for essentially a number six, a defensive midfielder, that's going to be, and he has monopoly. He's going to take, he's going to take every, and he's going to take every free kick, every corner kick, every, everything. They are in a favorite position, but you're playing, paying 7,500. So like Kimmich is the type of guy that like, if you need to use him in cash games, okay. But his ceiling is suspect. He, I mean, he gets three assists, I guess, but he's not going to score often. But guys like Lewandowski on his team, like 10.2K, yeah, he's someone that, I mean, dude, the dude scored five goals in nine minutes once, okay? Came off the bench and scored five goals in nine minutes. Feel free to look that up on, on YouTube. It was just, it, it, that, that was nutso. Five goals in nine minutes in soccer. So, yeah, so if you don't have any things in the YouTube chat, I'm just going to continue talking about soccer. I want to promote people to play DFS soccer on DraftKings. Why not? What else are you doing today? Typically, uh, Champions League is Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. They skip some weeks because this is the group stage because they play midweek, right? They, they play in their domestic leagues on the weekend, and then midweek they play Champions League games. But... Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be, they'll be uh, what, six game weeks uh, and they're split, you know, week by week because it's what, 32 teams. So we'll have Tuesday and Wednesday this week. We'll have Tuesday and Wednesday next week. And then it's going to be like, you skip two weeks or three weeks and then, it, then they do it again, right? Like every other, you know, so it's not like every Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Thursdays there's Europa League, which is like the same type of competition as the Champions League, but kind of for the lower tier, tier teams. Right, they do, couldn't qualify for the Champions League, so it's still a European competition, uh, and that and they they have two sets, so you could you, they they have like six games at one p.m. Eastern, and then six games at three p.m. Eastern, and DraftKings has slates for both of them, and that's when you get some of the really weird teams, right? Here we have like uh, you know Dynamo Kiev, uh, we have uh, 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 Zenit Saint Petersburg, Malmo right from sweden like teams like we're not that aren't in any of the major 
uh, soccer leagues like the Premier League in England or La Liga in Spain, Serie A in Italy, Bundesliga in Germany, even uh, you know uh, League One in France. Like you get you get teams. You know it's the Bulgarian second place team that qualified, and it's like I don't even know where to go. To I mean, you're finding stats on these teams is is suspect. You have to look and hope that qualifying rounds. There's a lot of these teams in, in the smaller in the smaller countries. Like, you know, Opta doesn't exist already. There's no, there's no stats other than goals and assists and, and substitutions. And yeah, sometimes you just have to go through past game logs. Yet a lot of times you, you, to find out some of these stats, you have to go to like play by play, right? You go play by play and you have to like find it in, and translate it in Google Translate. And the only reason you go and play by play is so you can see like who takes corners, who took some shots, right, to get any sense of how, how this team plays. But that's Europa League. I can understand. If you don't want to do to that extent uh, uh, for Europa League, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, uh, we do uh, Europa League uh, soccer projections. I don't believe so. Um, I mean, because that would, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't fear my turtle and, uh, and PSU fans would, I mean, they'd go nuts. I mean, like, to do Europa League projections, you have to be, you have to be, you have to, pff, I don't know what you need to do, but you're going to have to get stats from somewhere, uh, but which means there's an edge, right? If you want to play, but yeah, I mean, but that's soccer, but most people play Champions League. So feel free in this afternoon to play some. Let's see, going through the YouTube chat. Uh, Nicholas Lentini, let's take a look at some of the early week NFL totals for Sunday. Why? Why do we have to do that? What's the point? Why can't you look at that on Saturday? What, what, is, what does it matter now? Let's look at the totals for what? This is how I, this is how I respond to that. Like, what, why on Tuesday? Who cares? What, what, what is that information going to do for you now? Like, you don't have anything. Like, there's, there's, people want to, if you want to look at it for funsies, sure. But I mean, as far as you're an actual profitable process, it doesn't, doesn't matter. That's why I didn't want to do that today. Tuesday is a review day. I barely, I put together a dummy lineup so I can enter contests. That's about it, right? You should be looking at the past. You, you, if you spent all the time looking at the past slate and don't even look at the current slate until Saturday, that's still fine. It's not going away. So all you're doing is just duplicating work that you'd be doing work. Like, what's the point? You could look at them. Okay, great. I looked at them. How, how long does that take? 20 seconds? And then you move on with your day. People are so, so, oh, we're going to forget about last slate, no matter what I did, what anyone did, and look at uh, like, what's going on for, for next Sunday. Maybe you'll learn more by, by looking at the previous slate more. I download the CSVs. I look to results DB. I go through the showdown, right? Because then you got showdown dynamics. And you go, okay, let me take, like, there's more to learn there than looking at totals that aren't, oh, if the total goes up three points, you'll, you'll, you'll be there on Saturday. It'll be there on Friday. I mean, like, what, what do we need to do now? Uh, Matthew P., are you going to do the opposite of the week one bias people? Uh, I mean, it, de it depends. It depends on where the bias is. Because I, I don't think people are necessarily going to chase game logs, but I think people will overreact to certain things. You need to find out what the people will overreact to. Like, for instance, like, if, if you thought game log-wise... You would go Najee Harris. He had like, what, six points last week for the Steelers? But he played 100% of the snaps. 
So what? He's like six thousand. He's like around six thousand on both sides. He's going to play a hundred percent of the snaps, and the Steelers are going to play the Raiders this coming Sunday. I mean, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play a running back that plays. I mean, run running back is all about opportunities. So if you tell me he's going to play hundred percent of their snaps, I want to play. But his game log looks hard. Looks like oh six. I think the the, the narrative. The bias this week will be that will make Najee Harris one of the most owned running backs on the slate. Right. Probably rightfully so. He's going to play 100% of the snaps. What happens if he doesn't play 100% of the snaps? What happens if the next next thing you know, you see uh, Snell in and it's 60-40? Is that going to happen? I have no idea. Probably, probably not. But there's a chance that he's not going to play 100% of the snaps again. There's a chance that 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 Elijah Mitchell, whatever his name is, Mitchell for the 49ers, isn't going to be like if, if he ends up being 15, 20% owned at running back, like most of his yardage came, most of his work came when uh when the, the 49ers were up by like three touchdowns. And then maybe that maybe, maybe because most mostert is 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 uh injured, they'll have Sermon active now. So there'll be three running backs. And maybe, maybe Mitchell, maybe Hasty gets most of the work. Maybe, maybe Mitch, maybe they split three ways and none of them matter. So people may overreact that way to Mitchell. Like you have to go like player by player. Because if you're using projections, it'll already take care of that for you. Are people not going to play Calvin Ridley against, against the Buccaneers? They probably will, even though the Falcons were horrible last week. I mean, like, he still probably is going to be on. Is J- Jamar Chase at 5,000? He's probably going to project decently based on the target shares from last week. But maybe he only, see, maybe he only sees three targets this game. So how, how is the field going to overreact? Well, I need to know how the field is. I need, this, it's Tuesday. I have, no, I have no clue. But if I hear on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if I constantly hear, well, Jamar Chase is too cheap at 5,000. And if I see projections have him high, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to play a lot of Tyler Boyd, right? But it could be that no one mentions it. Maybe, maybe that, maybe the ongoing thing, maybe projections will come in a little bit lower for him. And people will be like, well, he can't replicate that. Jamar Chase got, got, uh, got a bunch of targets that Boyd should have gotten because of X, Y, and Z. And most people would be like, don't, don't, don't. Don't game log chase Jamar Chase, right? Don't don't game log chase him. Don't be a game log watcher. And maybe then, maybe then he's only five percent though. And then I play because maybe Jamar Chase is the wide receiver one for the Bengals. Like that's what I mean. Like how do I decide what to do until I know what other people are gonna do? <laughs> that so it's Tuesday. So what what am I supposed to do? I have no idea what other people are gonna do. All I could look is initial projections, and I don't know. Most of these haven't been adjusted, uh, tweaked in, in, in any in any regard. So, I'm, so what is it to do? Why, why why am I looking at totals? Like why am I looking at totals? Why am I why am I looking at the slate? I'd rather hear the review, right? You listen to some podcasts that review the past slate, and a lot of times they'll talk about the things. Oh, he got unlucky this way, like with Najee Harris, a hundred percent of the snaps. Right, or people say that uh, that Cook, 
Cook only only got like 72% of the snaps. Ah, is he is he worth 9,100? Well, maybe I play him then. Maybe, maybe that'll lower. Maybe, maybe because of that, people tweak uh, adjust projections down. We can even see here Dalvin Cook from an RGV perspective is much lower, but they're facing Arizona who plays at the fastest pace in the NFL. So if Dalvin Cook comes in at 8% owned on, on, on next Sunday, yeah, give it to me. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. I have no idea. Are people going to overreact to Daryl Henderson, right? Playing like 94% of the snaps or something. Or was it just the fact that Sony Michelle is still new and, uh, and, uh, they don't, they don't trust him to go out there without knowing like the full playbook or something. And maybe, maybe next week, Daryl Henderson gets 60 and Michelle gets 40, maybe. But I need to see what the, what the field is going to do first. I, the key is not to predict outcomes. It's just to, to go against uh, some uh, people that think they're too sure, right? You may hear all week. You may see projections may look like it. They give projections. Someone has to put in rushing shares and target shares and snap shares into that, right? It said that the model doesn't do that for you. Someone, a human being has to do that. So someone may put in Daryl Henderson with 95% of the work and I'll project well. Well, what if he doesn't get 95% of the work? What happens if you, we, we have shows all, all week here at Roto-Grinders. You should subscribe to the Roto-Grinders fantasy football, daily fantasy football feed on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll hear Chop, we'll hear, I'll hear Grant, I'll hear Will, I'll hear, I'll hear all these people. And yeah, they're trying to put together what, you know, what they think. You listen to other podcasts, other shows, you read articles around the industry. Maybe everyone's like 5,700 is too cheap for Daryl Henderson. If he's going to get 90 plus percent of, uh, of targets, uh, 90 plus percent of, of rushes, like 57 is too cheap against Indianapolis. Next thing you know, he's 22, 24% off. I, I go from the perspective of maybe, 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 maybe he's not going to get 90%, <laughs> right? But it could be, it could, maybe people think like, like I just said, Sony Michelle is going to, is going to vulture too much, right? Maybe the first week he was 95%, but I don't see that going forward. Then everyone's like, I don't know if we should trust this Daryl Henderson. Then he comes in at 11%. Though. Well, then I probably have more of them. Right, so my decision cannot be made until I know what is the most likely decision of other people for these types of players. So that's the key. That's why I look on Tuesday and go, what, what are you doing on Tuesday? How could you judge anything on Tuesday? Let's see. Going through the YouTube chat. Ronald Coley, did I hear you right yesterday when you said you were thinking that high-priced running backs aren't a must anymore and wide receivers are more of a priority due to touchdown dependency? Well, the point that I was making yesterday, and I believe I made it yesterday, yeah, with, when we're talking with, with James, is that running back at all players' ceilings correspond to touchdowns, especially at running back, okay? Running back is more about volume an opportunity, okay? So if I tell you across the board, right, that, I mean, we, we do it with like, what's the difference between Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and David Montgomery or something, like those type of guys, right? We're going to take out the guys that catch passes more out of the backfield. Well, Henry, like he's yardage and touchdown based. 
Chubb is yardage and touchdown based. Montgomery is yardage and touchdown. Maybe Carson, Jacobs, guys that really get, even Daryl Henderson to some extent. A lot of these guys really don't catch that many passes out of the backfield. So you need 100 yards and, and a touchdown or two touchdowns for the ceiling. So what's really, outside of touchdowns, what's the difference between Henry getting 120 yards and Melvin Gordon getting 120 yards? Nothing other than the touchdowns. And if touchdowns are more variant, Henry got stuffed three times the goal line, right? Like, or the team just sucks and they, the, the touchdowns come via air or the backup running back happens to be in. I mean, there's so many ways for these running backs to get vultured or get stuffed at the goal line and stuff like that, that the only difference between those types of players are touchdown variants. Now at wide receiver on DraftKings, since it's full PPR, let me go to wide receiver. Come on, let's go to wide receiver. Look at the guys at the top here. Eight, and they're even cheaper than McCaffrey and Cook and, and Kamara. 8K, 7K, like Hopkins, Diggs, Metcalf, Ridley, Jefferson, Lockett, Thielen. I mean, we go through all these guys. If they don't score a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins could still have eight catches for 120 yards right? Without a touchdown. Eight, no, no problem. So how many points is that? That's 23 points. How many points do, 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 does a running back need in order to get to 23? He probably needs a touchdown. Unless he's catching five passes, six passes, seven passes out of the backfield. Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf. We have so many of these wide receivers that could show up with 10 catch, 150-yard games that don't even score a touchdown. And they put up 28 points. And they're actually cheaper than some of the higher-end running backs. So with that being said, especially in GPP, if the difference between Dalvin Cook and Damian Harris is really a touchdown and like what? four catches maybe dalvin cook gets four catches out of the backfield for 30 yards that's just another touchdown for damien i mean the the price is so dramatically different 9100 versus 5400 so outside of touchdown the damien harris scores gets 100 yards and one touchdown that's the bonus that's 19 points what's the difference between him and dalvin cook Dalvin, if Dalvin Cook got 100, the same thing, 101, and then also four catches for 30 yards. So that's a seven-point difference. 19 versus 26, but you're paying almost twice for it. So unless Dalvin Cook scores twice or happens to, you know, catch eight passes out of the backfield for 70 yards, you know, something like that, which these guys, I guess, can do. McCaffrey most definitely. I mean, look, McCaffrey got, what, 27 points this past Sunday without a touchdown. Sure, but that's what that's what you're paying the 9,900 for. But he still wasn't necessary. Well, he still wasn't necessary, right? You could have had him, but most likely you didn't need him. You could have had Mixon. You could have, there were plenty of cheaper running backs that matched his score. But if McCaffrey would have put in the end zone twice or got one of the bonuses at least, he would have, I mean, he would have had like 38, 38 to 40 points. And then, then you need him, right? 
So I think people people think in terms of the wide receivers being very more variant than the running backs, but in fact, I'm much more did the ceilings of these wide receivers, especially at the high end, are much higher on average than the running backs. Yet the high-end running backs could put up have the highest ceilings. Like McCaffrey, Kamara, and Cook, they could put up 60-point games. I mean, a receiver would need like three touchdowns and 200 yards. I mean, Devontae Adams has done it before. Obviously, we've seen Tyreek Hill do it. But if McCaffrey, if McCaffrey gets the double bonus and three touchdowns, like there's no wide receiver that could put up a score like that, right? So yes, but on average, if you're aiming for just a 30-point score, like there's more wide receivers that could do it without scoring a touchdown. That's the key part here. If you remove touchdown variance from the equation, it's very similar to soccer. Soccer, when you play, like especially cash games, you, you take it, you pretend to get the game that, that there's going to be no goals in any of the games and go, okay, what would be the best lineup then? So it's very similar here. You took away the touchdowns altogether. Like, who would you be playing? You'd be playing these high end wide receivers and the cheaper running backs. So build a lineup like that and then hope touchdown variance goes your way. Like that, 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 that could be a better way to play without having to feel the need to, to jam in, you know, some eight to nine K running backs only to play like these three and four K wide receivers who are unlikely to show up with a 30 point game without a touchdown. Right. Like that. So that's kind of the point that I was making. Edward Brown, Lukaku is projected to be the highest owned forward, not coming in too many lineups. I'm running. Make it make sense. Yeah. Well, he's the highest goal scoring odds forward. Chelsea are like a minus 550 favorite at home to Zenit. Lukaku leads the line. He's 10-5. He's the most likely to score a goal, but I mean, his, his median is not, is not that high in comparison. So for, so for GPP, yeah, he's going to be 40% down because he's the highest, he's the highest anytime goal scoring odds player on the slate. He's the best shot at two goals or three goals even, right? If that happens, that's why he's going to be owned. There, but there are plenty of people underneath that with maybe like Lukaku, I think is minus 175 anytime goal scoring, which is pretty high. All right, we're talking about like what? 60, 62%, something like that. 64%, something around. But he needs that goal. If he doesn't score a goal, he, he doesn't pay off 10, a 10-5 salary. And typically in Champions League, there are a lot more goals. So Lukaku with one goal at 10-5, I could find a goal elsewhere. I'll, pl- I'll, pl- I'll play. There are tons of other forwards in other games. Or you play someone else on Chelsea. You play if Havertz starts, play Havertz, who's 7,600. It's a little bit more of a sub-risk. You can play him. He is decent. He's like plus 140 to score. You can do that instead. But that's where you get the hot Lewandowski, all those guys that have high goal scoring odds are going to be the most expensive guys. They're also going to be some of the most owned guys because they're most likely, they're more likely to score a goal. And GPPs typically, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the type that, that doesn't play a lot of those types of lineups. I try, I try to find cheaper goals. Uh, let's see. John Lopez, Blender, what's up with your dupes from last night? I told I told everyone on the showdown show I was hand building, and I knew that I would be I would be fairly duplicated in some in a, some ways. I don't know by how much. 
There's a milli. I don't get if I'm if I'm building only a small amount of lineups. If I was doing a hundred lineups, I would have pruned. I would I, I different process. But remember, I do the Monday and Thursday showdown shows uh, here at Rota Grinders. So like it's it's hard it's hard for me to do all of that because I I can't do anything until an act is coming. So it's six fifty or whatever six forty five, and then my process in order to prune for dupes and stuff like that may take me an hour. Well, I'm going to be on a show. And I mean, I got, I, I show up 10 minutes early to, to check in for the producer and, you know, and we're doing a show. So being that on Mondays and Thursdays, I, I, I'm like, I can't do my normal process, but it's a million dollars. So I don't mind being duped a little. So that's why I just handled. I built three single entry, three max lineups, and then 15 large field lineups. And I just, that's what I, I, I hand built for half an hour from 650 to 720 and did the show. So that, that's the reason. Uh, do, 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 do. one interesting thing that Tim Light says one interesting can I could see just at first glance at week two slate is the four late games of the highest four game totals on the slate I think this means late swap edge is at its absolute highest this week that's possible yes definitely uh, Craig Tao yes about halfway through the MLB season, the lineup HQ team made it to where you could click on the team stacks and see all the stacks of a certain team. Are they working on that for NFL? Yes. I, I literally pointed that out to, uh, to, to the team because I'm like, I do like user feedback for the, to the developers. I did last week's meeting. I literally brought that up and it was already, and it turns out it was already on their, their, their checklist anyway. Right. When you go, uh, you know, when you go to the, to your lineups, you typically have like a stack, you know, it shows how many, how many of each like stack type of thing. And you could click and then just get those here. If you use here, here's a, here's a power user, power user move. Uh, if you want, if, if it's not ready by this week, you could put, you could use the, 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 whatever uh, verbiage. Like if we go to, if we go to MLB, I'm going to show this to, to Craig. I'll go to MLB because obviously we could show it in, in MLB. Okay, I already switched over to MLB. Okay, switch over to MLB. Let's just build whatever. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. I'm not playing anything. Let's say you're building 5-3, whatever, at 100%. Let's just, just press it. Just get something. Give me something, please. We're doing it? Okay, like 10, 10, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. So the stack summary, you have the quick links here. So here's your San Francisco Giants stacks, right? Shows everything here. You could use this in the filter for NFL. So if you do team colon name, so whatever the three letter thing that we use in here or whatever the two letter. So Houston Texans would be H-O-U, right? And then parentheses, the number plus. So if you wanted to see, you know, two Two games, like stacks of two, right? Two plus, because that's what a stack would be, quarterback and whatever. Assuming you're just, you're building like that. Just use that, just use this, just literally use, use it in the search box. So if you wanted to see uh, your, 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 your game, your, your three mans, right? You, you stack, you stack Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett and Gerald Everett, right? Or something like that. You do team. Seattle, 
three plus, like something like that. Obviously, this is baseball, so it's obviously coming up. You know, it's showing me my my Mariners stack here, but you could do you could do that in football in the NFL. All all these are are links like that. Like if you click on the New York Yankees, that's all that's all these links do is put that in the search box. So in in, in the NFL, obviously these little links things aren't active yet. They're put they're they're doing it. It's on the list. Uh, to get around that, just 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 put put. I know it's a you have to type these in, but just it's still possible to do. It's just that it, there's no quick link in order to do it. So I so I hope that helps you. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Anything else in the YouTube chat? I said it's a short show. Short show today. Short show today. I got uh, I got a recorded podcast. I got soccer, UCL. Play, come on, put in a lineup. Turn on turn on the soccer games. If you sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, ten dollars off your first month by clicking on the link in the description. You'll be you'll be able to you just sort by ownership. You all because this is what most people apply and play something else, right? Or play play a mix of different things. Put put it. It's it's a the opener is like like what a ten dollar contest, or eighteen dollar contest. Like one night, one entry. See, see how it goes, right? And if you need help, you know our Discord, our soccer Discord is always open. Fear my turtles in there. PSU fans is in there. I stop by every once in a while, typically during a slate. You could always ask a question there or something like that. But they have all the tags, especially for like set. Who takes set pieces for this team? It'll it'll have a great little. It'll, it'll, you'll see a great dot in there. And if you want to know like who's going to be popular in cash games, like whoever's in yellow and in orange, right? Dabala and Yazichki are going to be are going to be the chalk for cash games at least. So it gives you something like that, and, and try it out. Try it out. What what else is going on in the mid after in Tuesdays and Wednesdays afternoon? If you're if you're an American, right? Nothing. If you're playing baseball tonight, it doesn't interfere with that, and it never never interferes with NFL. Right? What else is going on? There's nothing going. Is anything going on? Is anything not even like CS:GO or some LOL or some esports thing? I have no idea. Golf. There's no golf till Thursday, so you got you have plenty of time. So get in those soccer streets and uh, and give me a thumbs up while you're while you're there. Thumbs up. Give me the thummy thumbs on your way out uh, out the door. Hit the hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got grinders live later today on the YouTube channel. We got obviously tons of NFL shows coming out throughout the week. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so uh, well, well, we'll look a little bit, we'll take a first look a little bit on, on this coming Sunday slate starting tomorrow, right? And I'll be, oh, let's take a look at what's going to happen now. Like, let's get it, let's get, let's, let's still go and review what we did for the previous slate, study sharp players, study the showdowns, and then, then we could kind of kind of go with like, okay, how could we approach next Sunday slate? Let's let's take take a first look, see tomorrow. And uh, and and I will answer your DFS strategy questions as always, because that's that's what I do here. That's what I do here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>